Hi there, everybody. Sarah Hanchar here with a brand new episode of Hi, I Think You're Nice, the podcast where I speak to a nice person about nice things for about an hour. And today's episode is extra special because it's with my godson, William Patton, and we talk about his future goals of becoming a music educator. He is currently in college, uh, learning all the good stuff he needs to learn so he can teach other kids how to play instruments and be enriched by music. How great is that? It's the greatest, and dare I say, super duper nice. And Will is uh, a super duper wonderful, wonderful guy. It'd be really weird if like, ugh, my godson, what a pill, am I right? He's not. He's super great, and I love him with my whole heart. So yay, Will. Also, I want to give a huge shout out for my friend Chase Paget. Yay, Chase! Thank you so much for mixing the audio for this particular episode. Chase was in town, and he's like, hey, do you want me to try my hand at mixing your audio for your podcast? And I said, yes, please, because uh, you may not believe this. You may not know this about me. I am not the ultimate podcasting machine. So when a friend offers help, I'm like, yes, please, and thank you. So please and thank you, Chase. That was super, super kind of you, and you did a great job. Listeners, what do you think? Let me know what you think. Just in general, I'm curious about what you think about, hey, what's nice, what's kind, what's great, what are you looking forward to? How are you? Um, Are you proud of your godson like I'm proud of mine? Tell me. Tell me what's going on and what's good, because I want to know what's going on and what's good. And if you're like, Sarah, I don't know where to tell you these things, I'm so glad you asked. You can tell me these things at Sarah at I thinkyourenice.com. You can head on over to ithinkyourenice.com and there's a contact section there. You can get in touch with me that way. You can find me on Facebook, I Think You're Nice, Instagram, I Think You're Nice, and occasionally Twitter, I Think You're Nice. There is so much I want to do with this podcast. I believe in its message. I love doing it. And it's my favorite project that I've worked on in a long time. So here I am asking for help. It's free and takes up almost zero time. So if you would like to help me and help this podcast, All you have to do is rate, review, subscribe, and share. Share these episodes. However you do that, wherever you do that, thank you so much for thinking of doing that for me and for this podcast and for the message of spreading kindness and niceness. All right, enough chitter chatter. Let's learn about music and learn about learning to teach others about learning music. That makes sense, right? Sure. Hey, let's hop in, enjoy, have fun, and clap along. You'll know what I mean when we get there. Hi, I think you're nice. Why, hi, I think you're nice. Let's have a seat and let's have a nice time. I think you're nice. So let's chat, so let's chat, so let's chat. I think you're nice, so let's chat. Do-do-do-do-do. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Hi, I Think You're Nice, the podcast where I speak to a nice person about nice things for about an hour. I am your host, Sarah Hanchar, and with me today is my godson, Will Patton. Hi, Will. Hi, Sarah. Hi. Will and his mom have been visiting uh, me in Seattle. It's been lovely. And Will is studying musical education at the Ohio State University. Yeah, we're going to talk about that about the joy of musical education and music in in young people's lives. I feel like a 7 million year old person when I refer to young people as young people. <laughs> so <laughs> All right. So, Will, hey. 
Where, oh, I said, where are you studying? Damn, I already blew the first question. <laughs> well, you got it right, too. It's important that it's the Ohio State University. Yes. Um, because as we know, we have family friends who refuse to <laughs> say the word the just to make my mother irritated. Well, because are there other Ohio universities? There there are. There's Ohio University, okay. OU, um, and then OSU, which is important. Um, and some people like will put OSU and then they'll put like a little like lowercase T in front of it. So it's like <laughs> TOSU. So the Ohio State University. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, no, I go to Ohio State for music education. I go to the school of music there and yeah, it's great. It's, um, a public school, which I liked. Um, I visited some private, you know, schools that I could participate in and, they have their conservatories and schools of music and everything, but I just really liked OSU, how big it was, mm-hmm. and just the environment that it had. You know, I've grown up in Columbus all my life, so the Buckeye hype has always been huge. So it's just the like, Buckeye hype. So I was just like, <laughs> yeah, you know, why not? I want to be a Buckeye. So yeah, yep. And I was able to get in, and so I've um, studied there for two years now, and I'm getting ready to go into my third year. <laughs> Okay, if you hear me make noises, it's like like that. It's because I'm coping with the fact that Will just turned 20. Um, I'm his godmother, and I held him when he was a baby, when just a little nugget. And uh, I occasionally break into sunrise, sunset. Uh, anyway, that's all right. That's my process. Listeners, thank you for being here with me. What do you play at the Ohio State? Yeah, so my primary instrument is the trumpet. I started that when I was in fifth grade. I have almost played the trumpet for 10 years now, I think. Holy crap. Which is like half my life. Holy crap. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I must have started it when I was either 10 or 11. I've been playing the trumpet for half my life now. I sang a little bit in elementary school. Mm -hmm. Um, The Bella Bellissima song, for uh instance. Right. Uh, We had a group called the Beacon Singers. Um which I think it was mostly just for like holidays and stuff. We would just do little mini concerts for the parents, you know, keep up appearances for the music department. (laughs) Um, And then in middle school, you had to choose between band, choir and orchestra. Mm -hmm. So I chose band um, and went through the motions with that. And then in high school, I had the option to do choir, but I was like, you know, I'm decent at this band stuff, you know, I'll just stick with it. And then, uh, Finally, my junior year, I had friends who were also in choir and they're just like, oh, like you should at least just audition and blah, 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 blah. So I did. um, And I met the choir director and everything. And he was super excited because um, he needed more male singers. Uh I was an instrumentalist, which meant I could read music. So he was super excited about that. (laughs) And he was just like, um, he's like, yeah, he's like, you have a really great voice and everything. And then I ended up being put in the top choir. Nice. So, um. And it was just fun because you get to meet a whole bunch of people that you don't normally get to meet because it's one of those things where, like, if you're in choir, then you're probably just in choir. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, the band and orchestra people, there was a lot of overlap between, yeah. like, choir and band. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just got to meet people who you didn't really get to talk too much before. We sang a lot of really cool music um that was one of my favorite things is the different rep that my choir director would pick yeah um it was just usually fun and he like tried 
to like do like an all-encompassing type of deal like we sing a lot of renaissance music that was our least favorite to sing and <laughs> renaissance music real quick can you think of any titles or how any of the renaissance music would go is it like chamber choir yeah is it- um a very specific one comes to mind. Okay. Um, it's Sing Joyfully Unto God okay. by William Byrd. Um, and he even told us, too, he said, he said, I hate Renaissance music. He's like, <laughs> he's like, but it's very important that you, like, get to experience, like, all spectrums. Yeah. Of, you know, styles and everything like that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, as wanting to be a music educator myself, like, I have to also understand understand the importance of that whether or not i teach band which is mm-hmm. what my end goal is or teach choir which i would also be okay with you know there's all types of stuff and like while choirs have been around significantly longer than bands you know there are still things that are transcribed for bands okay. from those different time periods and everything so you get some of that like in high school i would play sometimes we would do like a brass choir for mm-hmm. like state competition type things um, and we play some things that are more similar to like that type of like Renaissance type feel. Um, yeah. And I like that too, because in the Renaissance, there really wasn't dynamic markings or like expression type things. So it's really something that like you can kind of put your own interpretation on it. But at the same hmm. time, like there was like a certain style that was played. And so you kind of just adapt to that style i don't know it's just it's interesting i i that really is. really did hating hate singing renaissance <laughs> music but um i really deeply did hate that um yeah it's a lot of uh, it's polyphony which means like many voices together okay um, and it was a lot of like staggered type deals okay um, each part was extremely independent oh. um which was fascinating, but also meant that you really had to know your part. Like, yeah, because, you know, sometimes when you're singing in a choir, you know, you kind of get lost a little bit. And then you're just like, what's this other person singing? You're like, oh, this is where we are. And you can like jump back in. Yeah. Renaissance. No, no, you're on your own. No, nope. Know your part or be lost in the Renaissance. Mm-hmm. And it's it, it's hard because sometimes, you know, it's offset like just by like half a measure, just like one beat. Oh, counting is hard counting is very hard what about music like spoke to you or made you interested in it both my grandpas were into music Mm -hmm. um my grandpa my mom's side could play uh, i what i would assume was everything Um, (laughs) uh, he um he could play a really good harmonica. I do remember that. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know Tony could play the harmonica. Yeah. Um, and then could play the guitar. He was a really good singer. And he played the trumpet. Um, I never got to hear him play the trumpet, but uh-huh. my mom told me that he did. And then uh, my grandpa on my dad's side could play, I'm pretty sure, just like every string instrument. Either that or he really liked to collect string instruments because uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> after he had passed, um, you know, my my uh, dad and my uncles were like going through his things and everything. And he had a whole bunch of things. Um, he had 
a violin, a guitar, uh-huh. a banjo, like a whole bunch of stuff. And they asked me if I wanted anything. Mm-hmm. And I picked the, I, I was like, oh, I want the violin. So I still have his violin. Oh, that's nice. Um, and when I went to go pick what instrument I wanted to play um, in my school district in Columbus Hilliard, when you go to pick your instrument, there's like a band side and an orchestra side. And you can, you can go to both. I don't remember the orchestra process as much i'm assuming it's the same as the band side but like when you go over to the band side do you pick three instruments that you're interested in and then you go over to those tables and there's like somebody there to help you like test it out oh Um, and so the band side i tested the trumpet the clarinet and the trombone i think okay i really wanted to play the clarinet originally Uh it's a dope instrument, and that's what I played in elementary, middle, and high school, so I get it. Um, but I went over <laughs> there, and they're just like, yeah, you just don't really have the embouchure, like, the, like, mouth You could it. get there, well, baloney. they were adamant, so. You were, fu- <laughs> how old were you, 10? Yeah, so, dismayed, I walked over to the trumpet table, and they're like, oh, and I, like, played it a little bit, you know, with just the little, like, fart sounds that you yeah. make, and, uh. <laughs> And they're like, they're like, you're going to be great one day. So. <laughs> I mean, I shouldn't laugh because you are very talented and very good. Um, but I'm suddenly like really mad at those people who are like, you don't have the ambition for a clarinet. Who the hell does? Whenever they first pick up the clarinet, I didn't. Nobody does. So, so that's how I got started on the trumpet. After I had done that, I was still really debating between playing in band or playing in orchestra because mm-hmm. I had this violin at home. Yeah. Um, you know, it was like a connection to my grandpa. It's like, you know, it'd be really nice to play, but um uh, I'm glad I made the decision I did. Yeah. <laughs> because I, I really did like the band. Um and I don't know, I like and I like orchestra too and I've played trumpet in orchestras because, you know, sure. just just like symphonies, like sometimes our high school um orchestra would bring in wind players and we play like um some piece of music that incorporates everyone um but i just i like the diversity that the band area has i feel Mm -hmm. like you know new music is being written for band all the time and there's a lot of really fun classics i mean who doesn't love a good old susa march right so good (laughs) um but yeah no i i'm happy with the decision i made and i think that um you know, having those music, you know, backgrounds with mm-hmm. my grandpa's helped. So you said you were in fifth grade. We were in, uh, in my day, uh, it was fourth grade. We could pick our instruments. We weren't given a tryout. It was sort of like, you do your research and then you tell me what you want to play. And it was, it was between the flute and the clarinet for me. And I mm-hmm. went with clarinet for, I don't know what reason. Yeah, they call it um, an instrument petting zoo. Aww. And so. also, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but uh yeah i mean i always knew that i liked music i mean um mom rachel and i would always you know listen to music in the car and we'd all always be singing along so it's just like those nice memories and stuff too that made me like music one of those things too like i always hate when people say like i'm not like musically inclined or like Mm -hmm. blah 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 but like people will say that and then they'll be listening to music and they'll you know tapping their toe or Mm -hmm. or like something and i'm like well obviously you can hear the beat you know like you have some inclination towards music whether or not you think you do whether it's like percussive i mean even like technically clapping yeah technically music um at ohio state you know we have to learn all about 
music history and things like that. Yeah. And Steve Reich um, is kind of more like progressive in a sense of his music. Um, he was really big in uh, what's called phasing. Um, so like I was talking about the Renaissance music, sometimes our entrances would be like offset okay. by like one count. Well, he came up with clapping music, which I don't know if you've ever heard of. I have heard some of this. <laughs> yes. Um, and so that's when you, I think the pattern goes like this. It's like. Um, and so you do that uh -huh. and everyone starts together. I think it's divided into. It's, it's a duet. Okay. Between two people. It can be. Um, and there's 12 different variations of that. Oh, okay. Um, and basically, so you go through, you, you all clap it together once uh -huh. and then you repeat it. And then the next time the person who's like playing or clapping the top line yeah. does the same thing the entire time. Okay. But the person beneath them, every time you switch over to the next phrase, you're still clapping that pattern, but it's offset by one beat. Oh, what? So the person will still be clapping like you're like. Uh-huh. But then that person who's doing the bottom part, it'll be like, it'll be like um, a rest on the, so the person instead of clapping will be like rest. Okay. Can like, we try this? Yeah. Do you, can you, I'll take I, the top part because okay. obviously I don't know the bottom part. I, I will certainly try. Okay. So how uh, did the pattern go again? Uh, so it's like. Yeah, it, it, gets, it gets so much harder and um you know part of becoming a music teacher is uh, uh an aural skills class which is your yeah. ear training um and they incorporate rhythmic stuff into that um, yeah so we would also um have like duet partners assigned in our classes okay um, and so we'd have both melodic and rhythmic duets and so that was oh. one of our rhythmic duets yeah. one week because we get duets assigned every week. And that was very hard. <laughs> um, it sounds hard. I mean, it's fun. And when it's done correctly, it's super cool. And the fun thing about doing that duet, though, was that no one really knows what it's supposed to sound like. So if you just keep on clapping, <laughs> so like... Just do whatever. Um, <laughs> but the key is you have to end together. Oh. And see, that's the hard part is that... Is that a lot of, a lot of eye contact? Yeah, because because you don't really you don't really know where you are anymore, so then you're kind of just clapping a rhythm. <laughs> um, because it's it repeats so many times. It repeats 12 times. Yeah. Um, and then you kind of just... You're like, eh, maybe we're here, maybe we're not. Uh-huh. Um, my duet partner and I ended up just looking at each other, and we were just kind of like clapping... And then I was like, this has got to end. And so I, uh, so we like, eventually it's supposed to end all together again. Yeah. Like, and so we just, so we were just looking at each other and then finally we just did the same rhythm and then we were done. Good. Yeah. Good eye contact is always essential. It's essential for musical improv as well, especially with your, when you're doing a duet, you're like, mm -hmm. and now we need to wrap this up and you start saying words slowly. And like, give yourself a was that Roland Tondo? Whenever stuff slows down, mm -hmm. or it gets big. Yep. Um, 
Yes. Yeah, I still remember some stuff. <laughs> what do you get out of music? Why Why even do it, Will? Why even play? <laughs> Again, yeah. this is me like asking like to find the lovely joy, not like justify why you like music. <laughs> um, Hard-hitting journalism. Like I said with choir, like meeting new people, like you do meet a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also get to meet people who are passionate about what you're passionate about. And, like it's really easy to like make connections mm-hmm. in the music world, I think. Um, you know, you all have, and especially, you know, now that I'm in college and with people who are also music education ma- majors, you know, everyone has a common goal now. You know, you have friends who can help you, which is true for all majors, you know, sure. like um, you have people who you can study with and things like that. But I think it's also really cool that music is like a different type of collaboration. You can pair up with somebody and write a piece of music or like play something together and your different playing styles or like creativity and something can like produce something new. Yeah. So just kind of like the creative outlet mm-hmm. that you get from it um, is a lot of fun. Um, the different cultures you're exposed to, you know, mm-hmm. um, what I love about music is the common language that you suddenly have mm-hmm. with anybody if you meet someone who doesn't speak a word of English and you don't speak a word of whatever they speak, but you have this music, boom, all of a sudden you know what you're doing and mm-hmm. like you're communicating or like can join together with something greater than, than just words. Yeah. And what's funny about that too is um, my choir director in high school used to say something that like, it always kind of irritated me. Okay. Maybe just a little bit. It, was, it just felt very controversial. He would say um, that he thought that choirs could um move people more with their music because 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 they had text and had words um i'm shaking my head (laughs) i'm frowning and shaking my head and the reason why i disagreed (laughs) with that is that um we did sing in other languages but you know like if we're singing in english you know if someone doesn't speak english they have no idea what we're saying yes and how is that gonna move them with words and like a lot of the music we sing is in latin like how many people know latin today anymore yeah um so i always kind of disagreed with that and especially as someone who's very pro band at that yeah. point in my life i was just like well we play pretty stuff and we can make people cry and like yeah absolutely like that. So, um so you just making that comment like about words just reminded me of that but that's another thing that i like about music is that it's special and unique to everyone in a way, mm-hmm. I think, because we can all sit down and listen to the same piece of music and all feel different things about it. You know, yeah. it's not. And and so that's the hard thing about it, too, is like we've had many a discussion at the Ohio State about whether or not it is like a universal like language and like what people feel and things like that. Hmm. Um, it's all part of we talked about a lot because we as music as education majors, we've had to write philosophy papers about music to us and then like what we want our teaching styles to be like and things like that um and you know that has been brought up in many articles and things like that and it is hard because you know people feel different things like we might all have like a common emotion that we associate with something but we all have different memories and experiences that tie us to that emotion yeah uh and so that's always really cool too they're just I, I really like the slow, pretty stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like playing it. I like listening to it. It relaxes me. And uh, and I guess that is what I like about music, too, is that it's not just something that, like, like oh, I can sit down and play this. I have a talent. Also, that when I'm playing something or when I'm 
listening to something i see things you know Mm -hmm. like not like hallucinations but like (laughs) like i can like recall past memories like it'll make me think of something specific yeah you know that i like maybe haven't thought of in a while or something like that i find yeah i'm annoyed with your choir teacher too because (laughs) uh no you absolutely don't need words i like singing words because um like i said i'm not a musician musician particularly but yeah, I've cried openly at bands. I cried whenever you played at the Ohio... You're still in high school, and you played at the Ohio State at the hor- Horseshoe? No. Yep. Oh, I, I got it? Yep, yeah, horseshoe. sports thing. Mm-hmm. It's a Horseshoe um, amphitheater. Nope. Ohio Stadium. Stadium. Yep. That's what it is. <laughs> and, um, like, the power and the movement. Why musical education? Why is... uh? Why, why focus on that? Like, why is that your um, thing that you're excited to do with your future? Um, you know, I, it's always really exciting to find something that you're good at. Yes. I mean, that's everyone, true. Lo- everyone loves that. <laughs> um, and <clears throat> it's actually funny because I do have a very specific moment in like my high school, like career that I was just like, I want to do music for like for the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, and it was actually during marching band. Um, we were at a football game and we were getting ready to um, go onto the field for our, our halftime performance. Um, and we were still warming up and everything like that. But uh, um, we, there were some of us, um, because at my high school, you know, like all instruments were included uh, okay. in the marching band, you yep. know, woodwinds, brass, the whole thing. Um <clears throat> and you know i was good friends with a with pretty much everyone but i um had some really good friends in the mellophone section which is like a marching french horn type deal oh yeah i haven't thought about a mellophone <laughs> in ages <laughs> and yeah. so i uh went over there and uh, they were warming up and they were practicing um a specific part of our show your your marching band show is always divided into parts to mm-hmm. make it easier to learn in segments and so they were playing that and it was <clears throat> kind of like unofficially like everyone's favorite part Mm -hmm. and so i went over there and um uh, was talking to one of them while the rest of them were playing that and like warming up and then um some other people came over and they just kind of started like playing along with them and then eventually we just had like a whole bunch of people come over like all the different instruments and like we just kind of started all playing it together um and like it was nothing that we like had never done before but like Mm -hmm. i don't know it was just it was just like a really special moment because I, it was at that point that I was just like, you know, I really like all the people that I'm surrounded by. I really love music. I love this song. Like, and like, no one was just like, oh, hey, let's all come play this together. People just like walked up and just like started playing their instrument. And yeah. um, it was just a lot of fun. And that was, you know, when I decided like, I, uh, like, oh, I, you know, I really want to like for music to be in my life forever, like yeah. in an important way. And at that point i hadn't like officially decided like music like education is like the track mm-hmm. that i want to take but i i just i would much rather teach than perform you know that's really the two avenues so you could take like okay. the main avenues it's like you can either teach music or you can perform okay um and i'm just not a big performance person it just it gives me a lot of anxiety oh <laughs> Yeah, it's... Okay. Um, 
but you do perform so much right now. <laughs> I know, and, and that and that is part of it. Um, but it's also, it you know, and you know, because it's a lot like the acting in theater world too. It's a lot of like going out there on your own, yeah, and you know, putting yourself out there, and yeah, you know, being like, here I am, and then you know, when we when people are just like, mm, you're not really what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. It, it hurts, and sure. it's not fun. Nope. Um, <laughs> And something that's also really important, too, is that, you know, even if I get an education degree, mm-hmm. I can still perform with that. I've still gotten all the training and everything I need yeah. that I can go out and perform. But if I go strictly for performance, I'm not certified to teach. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so I would. Yeah. So that's what they always tell you that they're just like, you can always perform with an education degree, but you cannot teach with a performance degree. Like you can have your own private studio, you know, and, oh, um, and, uh, you know, take on private students. But yeah. if you ever wanted to teach in a, in a high school or a school situation, right. Music teachers are so, so important. I'm, I'm, I was super fond of all of my teachers. College is where I really got into my, my gym jam though, with my vocal teachers. That's, uh, those ladies music opens us up and oftentimes our music coaches vocal coaches especially it becomes like small it's like your therapist Mm -hmm. all kinds of feelings come out i mean i've cried during voice lessons i cried during uh, clarinet lessons i don't think i ever cried for piano because i'm like i don't know what's happening (laughs) um but music is a is a direct streamlined from your heart mm-hmm. i find like you were saying there it's a uh, no no matter what language you're speaking or if there's words at all or anything you hear it you feel it it brings us together yeah gives us a shared moment yeah and i guess that's something that i'm both nervous and excited about to be mm-hmm. like a music teacher is that i do believe that they develop a different connection with their students that uh, yeah. the other teachers don't and that's exciting because, you know, you want to be the teacher that your students trust and enjoy coming to class and things like that. But, you know, also as a teacher, too, you have an obligation to your students, too. And like um, something that's been talked about several times in my education classes is that, you know, you want your students to feel comfortable, but you also have to remember that you're still a teacher and you're a professional. Yep. There's two sides to that where you want to be friends, but you can't be friends. Yeah. Um. And at the same time, too, is that if a student ever comes to you and they have something very serious to tell you and, like, if it's a situation where they're, like, in danger or anything like that, like, as a teacher, you're obligated to report that. Even if they say, like, don't tell anyone anyone about this like that. Like, sorry, kiddo. You can't promise that. Yeah. So, and and that's some of the things that I that I worry about as a teacher too, is like those types of situations because they tell you, you know, like at some point in your career, like that situation will happen. To yeah. You. Well, on the, the good side of that, I mean, not that any of that sounds good, but like if you are someone that they trust and can share with, then like, obviously your goal is to help them right. and make sure that they're safe. About it. Exactly. So it's better to have maybe, uh, a kid in crisis who will talk to you versus a kid in crisis who's not talking to anybody. Right. So, yeah, I, yeah. I can only imagine like, and you'll get, of course, special like training to more to help with like some of these things. Right. right? Yeah. They're not just like play the instruments and then bye forever. Right. Like hopefully. <laughs> yeah. So, but you know, <clears throat> but I am excited to be able to 
develop a connection with my students too. Yeah. Um, uh, a question that I have, you've told me uh, this, but like you have to learn all of these instruments mm-hmm. to a degree. Yes. Because if you're going to be a educator in a school system, it's one thing if you open up your own studio, uh, right. like my friend Elaine, uh, she does voice, piano, clarinet, and does like a, a handful of instruments but that's her studio. Mm-hmm. So like students come to her for like those particular things, but in a high school setting or cause that's what your goal is, right? Eventually high school. Mm-hmm. So you've got to know how to play all of those things so you can give direction. How's that going? Um, <laughs> I am almost done. Oh, really? Actually. Yeah. Because they, um, it's divided between, um, instrument families. Okay. Um, so you have your string class, um, oh, your, your brass string class. class. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, so your string class, your bla- brass class, and then your woodwinds. woodwinds. And then next semester, next semester is my last semester taking, we call them techniques classes. Okay. Um, and I will be taking percussion. Um, okay. I started with string and brass. Mm-hmm. Um, brass was easy. Sure. Because I'm a brass player. Yep. Um, and that was fun. Um, but also not fun because um, <laughs> you play, bec- all the instruments are provided by the School of Music. Mm. Um, but the School of Music has also been around for a very long time. And so, so have some of those <laughs> instruments. Um, and so my favorite was uh, learning the tuba. Okay. Um, unfortunately, you had to lug it across the street. Oh. And it seemed, and so we do the instruments in rotations. So uh-huh. we're not all learning the same instrument at the same time. Okay. Um, and it seemed like when I was on tuba, it seemed to be the time when it would rain every single time <laughs> I had to carry it across the street. <laughs> um, but the tuba takes so much air because yeah. it's such a big instrument. Um, but it was just funny because I would play it and, you know, it's sitting on your lap and you're like hugging it. So yeah. like, um, there's a lot of like physical body contact. <laughs> I didn't even think um, about that. Um, but it also like vibrates oh. because of the air. Yeah. Um, because that's what sound is. It's vibrations um, in the air. And, um, yeah. and so um, there was something on mine that would rattle constantly. <laughs> and then because, um, and then between the rattle and like the instrument, just like touching my body everywhere when I would play, uh-huh. it would vibrate and, you know, like make it, you numb. Well, you know, like how sometimes low sounds like, like the like deep bass stuff that like, uh-huh. you can really like feel like in your yeah. chest. It was like that. And it would make my vision like vibrate. Oh, what? So I'm like looking at the music and like the notes are like starting to like squiggle a little bit. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and like, and like kind of like when you would like, um, like if you like, um, like a like, like that yep. with your lips uh-huh. it makes your nose tickly. It yeah. Did that to me too. <laughs> So every time we stopped playing, I'd have to like itch my nose. So your itchy nose can't see. It You're vibrating. Raining. It's rain. You've been rained on with this tuba. Now, not to get confused with the sousaphone. Sousaphone's the one that you like sit in. It wraps around your it body. It wraps around your body. Like that's the one that you'll see like on marching, in marching bands. bands. Yeah. Whereas a tuba is you sit down. It's like sitting in your lap. It looks like yeah. a huge like baritone or like euphonium that you would like play. Yeah. Um. I even think about like you're hugging. I love my tuba. You're just hugging your tuba all all the time. Yeah. Um uh so yeah, brass was easy. Um and then um 
Strings is very interesting. <laughs> um, they divide it into two sections. Mm-hmm. Um, so you learn how to play the violin and the viola first. Okay. Um, your high strings. And then um, you learn how to play the cello and the bass after okay. that. Um, the violin and viola were actually pretty okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they were fine. They were small. Very easy to transport. I remember you had a hard time with, or what was a challenge for you was holding the bow. That we, was, apparently there's like a real science to bow holding. There is. Yeah. Um, yeah, because, you know, part of playing a string instrument is left hand and right hand techniques. Oh. Um, your left hand is what puts, you know, you put your fingers down on the strings to uh-huh. change the notes. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, before we even do any of that, the very first thing we learned is right hand technique. We mm-hmm. don't even use bows. We don't use our instruments. We will take pencils and we'll like practice draping our bow hand on them. And like, um, it is an entire process. I have, um, I, we had like, um, guidebooks that Mm -hmm. were given to us that have like all whole bunch of different articles and techniques and stuff to use. Um, and I had to get, um, so for each section, so like for the violin and viola, um, that binder I think is like a three inch ring binder and like, stacked to the max like <sighs> it was a lot oh, that's a lot uh, but learning those were fine um mm-hmm. and then you switch over to cello and bass um and it was pretty miserable <laughs> oh really um i guess i'm uh, like it's easier now ha, 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 ha. well because <laughs> i'm really wrong because you don't hold the bowl but the you don't hold the bow the same way oh, okay um because you know when you're playing the fine viola like that's up on your shoulder mm-hmm. and like um, you know, you're like bowing like parallel to like the floor. Sure. Um, but with the um, cello and the bass, you know, those are things that are sitting in front of you and you're bowing completely Side, opposite. Yeah. And, you know, if you if you were to hold something up like this and then like this, it's just, yeah. it's different. So he's basically rotating his wrist like, what is that, 90 degrees yeah. or so? Yeah, because, you know, the bow hairs are originally pointing to the floor. And yes. then you turn it 90 degrees so they're more facing towards you towards your yeah um and so that was something that was that had to be changed and uh um it just takes a lot more finger strength to yeah like i started to get like calluses and blisters and stuff on my fingertips Mm. um from you know pulling back and uh um yeah it was just a whole different ball game i mean i it was still fun um especially you know like the low bass you can just it has a very low e string and you can just play that and literally vibrate your body because yeah. it's so low <laughs> um and so um but it, it was fun lastly what i have done is woodwinds mm-hmm. um which is was significantly harder because you know i was a brass player yeah and um actually the easiest one for me was the clarinet oh I was my so angry. god <laughs> i i i want to slap that teacher or that person who said you didn't have the embouchure for a clarinet uh, yeah i liked the clarinet and I was pretty decent. It was really easy to get like a good tone quality on it. Yeah. And, uh, it just felt good. Um, and then switched over to the saxophone. Okay. Which is very easy to get a sound on. Mm-hmm. Um, it is very, very hard to control your tone though, because oh. um, the clarinet has a lot more resistance. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to work a little bit harder to produce a sound. Um, so it's easy to control your tone. Um, but with the saxophone, if you blow air, you're going to get something, and it's usually yeah. a honk. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm like, I've heard a lot of honking in my life. Yeah, so it, it took me a bit longer to be able to, like, rein that back in. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and you know it's different too because when you play a brass instrument you know how you have a piece of metal that's just mm-hmm. like sitting on your mouth mm-hmm. um but then when you play the clarinet or the saxophone you shove something in yeah, your mouth. yeah it's in your mouth <laughs> yeah um so that was different uh and then something that's completely different from both the woodwind family and the brass family is the flute yes mm-hmm. and that was that, that's me playing the flute <laughs> that, that was my embouchure for that, that. <laughs> has been the worst that i've been so far is okay the flute. it was so hard because um you know, you have this little hole that you're supposed to be blowing into. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of like if you were to, like, blow into, like, a glass bottle type deal. Yeah, like you blow the over the... I yeah, can't. and No it's... one can see what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it was extremely hard. And, yeah, so, like, the last thing I have now is my percussion class. Cool. Um, so I'll learn how to properly hold drumsticks. And, mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm assuming play the snare drum and the marimba believe the timpani if i, have I was gonna say i'm like i'm hoping you've got timpani and chimes in there because those are always the ones i'm like that looks so fun and like like getting the timpani softer and louder and then it's like earth shaking yeah but i mean i've i've learned a lot of instruments now i mean if i started with brass i mean technically the trumpet i mm-hmm. know how to play that hopefully yep pretty um, you're pretty good at that one um, yeah <laughs> trombone um i can play the euphonium uh, French horn, tuba. French horn is hard, isn't it? Um, it was easy for me because it's a high brass instrument like the oh, trumpet. Okay, okay. Yeah, so it was, it was an easy transition. Um, and then uh, flute, clarinet, saxophone, bass, cello, violin, viola. So that's 12 instruments so far. It is. Oh, and... I'm not hearing any double w- reeds. Oh, right. <laughs> you know, that was, that was the first. I forgot because it was kind of just like... It was my very first techniques class um mm-hmm. and i didn't know what to expect oh um, and okay. it actually ended up being completely different from any other technique class i took because mm-hmm. all the other ones are just like here are the basics here's how you teach it whereas with the double reads is they're not like anything else and they're just like here's how to play it here's an alien figure um, out how to play this yeah so i did learn how to play the oboe and the bassoon Good. Um, so that's 14 instruments that's um, dope and I liked them both, and um, I was actually pretty decent at both. I was I was pleased. Um, Double liked... reads are hard because uh, listeners p- suck in your lips like you're like you're putting on chapstick, and then blow out, and that's mm-hmm. how you play a double reeded instrument. Mm-hmm. It is not easy. <laughs> um, yeah, am I right in saying yeah, that? No, that, okay. that? That is pretty much correct. And you know, the hard thing about playing a woodwind instrument is. You use all your fingers, and there are so many keys and things like that. Where yeah. on your brass instruments, you either have three, you just mm-hmm. one, two, three. Um, some have four, like tubas and euphoniums will have a fourth valve. Oh yeah, I forgot that um, valve. And then the trombones have no valves. Yeah, the trombone seems like a in marching band. We needed trombone players, and uh, Mr. Cree was like, "Would you?" Because Brittany, my best friend, was uh, she played bassoon in concert band, but then. Uh, played trombone and marching and he's like you get to play with your friend Brittany." i'm like no no thank you that looks confusing and i don't want to because it's like it's i like having that's what i liked about the clarinet like and that's why brass also confuses me because you have to change your mouth so much and your fingers whereas with clarinet once you get your embouchure set and you get your tone decent you more or less just like put your fingers down into different things to get your different notes right 
Um, and then the trombone. I'm like, what? What's even happening over there? You're sliding around like crazy. Your mouth. Your mouth is also involved. And I was just like, nope. Yeah, and that's <laughs> and that's the hard thing about playing a brass instrument is like you know the woodwinds they they're all about technique um, mm-hmm. and you know and that's the hard part about playing um, woodwind sh- instruments is getting all the under your fingers mm-hmm. um, whereas brass we don't have as many technical passage normally um, and uh, but we we also incorporate to get real sciency it's called the harmonic series okay um, and so that's when you do have to change um, how fast your air is moving and how firm the corners of your mouths are. That's um, so cool. Um, to be able to play up into those higher notes, like it switches between like the mm-hmm. low, the low notes and the high notes, and like that's how you do it. Um, is between faster air and um, the firmness of your corners. Huh. Um, and and that takes strength too. So if you ever um, hear any brass players and they're doing like the lip slurs, which is like they're just. They, they don't move their fingers. They just move up and down between different notes just using their air and their embouchure. Um, um, that's kind of like if you were to go to the gym and, like, do weights. Oh. You're beefing your up. Beefing up your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> you know what people like? A beefy mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that that's basically what that is. Yeah. I never really played the bassoon until I got to college. But uh, we uh, part of the bassoon... Um, is that it has a bocal, which is the like small like tube that comes out of the instrument that you uh-huh. put your reed on. Oh, um, that's what that's called. Yeah, it's called a bocal, and very expensive. They can be anywhere between I think like three hundred to like two thousand dollars. Holy crap! Um, yeah, and so um, what we would do in high school is uh, I had a friend who played the bassoon. Um, we would take the bocal out of her instrument and see if it would fit into other instruments. <laughs> Did it? It did. Um, and one of the most entertaining was the trombone. <laughs> because you you would have that reedy buzz sound from the vocal and then you'd... Yep. <laughs> oh, band nerds are the best. Um, yeah. Um, and to kind of bridge off of that too is uh, one of the nice things about playing the trumpet is that it's one of the most inexpensive instruments that you can buy. Oh, yeah. Um and not to say that it's not cheap. Yeah, yeah, like it 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 is. Um and um but you know, if you want to get a good working bassoon if you're going to be like a college student or like playing the mm-hmm. bassoon for a long time, that's like around like $15,000. Oh god. Mm-hmm. And it, and bassoons and oboes don't last forever. Yeah. Because there if you get yeah you can get a plastic one um Mm -hmm. but i mean if you're going to be in the professional world you're going to want that that warm wooden a well-played well i mean a well-played any instrument is is just like butter for your ears but i'm i'm especially fond of the bassoon because it has an unworldly quality to it Mm -hmm. because it's so big and it echoes through and it has a bow truckle what's it called again vocal a boat a vocal yeah okay (laughs) about and it yeah it's an unworldly sound that's just really beautiful that's another one that oh oboe especially is rough mm-hmm. like you can honk through a clarinet and like it's never going to be too offensive same with the saxophone like there's some things that you're gonna even in elementary school you're like all right this is fine the double reeds man when they're having a when that that learning curve oh yo yo 
that that was sometimes my the hardest parts of band was like white knuckling through an oboe solo and <laughs> we're all just like we just got to get through this man we just got to get through it uh, um actually our oboist was pretty good now that i think about it i think so another thing about playing the trumpet is uh there are many 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 types of trumpets um, oh that's true and um you know if you're going to be playing in the professional world um you will want mm-hmm. a lot of trumpets um you know you have the people if you play in middle school or high school um really there's one there's a b flat trumpet which is just your normal like i'm starting out on this b flat trumpet and you will use that for your entire life because you can use it all the time sure um and then um if you play in an orchestra um every every and i mean literally every orchestral musician has a seat trumpet oh um, which is in a different key it plays in the same key as like flutes um, not the register, but just like the same key. The orchestral musicians will play C trumpets and you can tell the difference because, you know, trumpets have tubing and everything. And usually mm-hmm. the tubing will go out pretty much almost to where the bell is. Mm-hmm. Um, that flares where it flares out. out. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but on the C trumpet, it doesn't go out that far. So the bell looks like it's longer. Oh, um, interesting. Uh, which really it's not. The tubing is shorter. Yeah. Which gives it a higher pitch. Um, and then you get, um, so that's two, um, you get your flugelhorns, which are like really popular in like jazz. Um, they're like the really mellow sounding trumpets. Okay. Um, they are just like, their bells are a lot bigger. The tubing is like longer. Um, it just, it has like a more like mellow sound. So like, if you ever have any like jazz ballads, mm-hmm. like that's what the trumpets might be playing or like on flugelhorns. Is that what Louis Armstrong played? Sometimes. Okay. Yeah, I, and it's very popular in, like, the musical theater world, too. Mm. Um, if, you know, you have a, a live pit playing for your musicals, um, there are probably several different trumpets that are needed for that. Um, mm-hmm. And flugelhorn can be one of them. Um, the piccolo trumpet. Beep. Yep, the it's little tiny little. one. Um, and uh, that's used for a lot of, uh, really just a lot of, like, Handel's music. Handel wrote a lot of music that needed piccolo trumpet, so, like, the Hallelujah Chorus is meant to be played on the piccolo trumpet. And you said you got to do that. I did get to do that. Um, I got to wing it, and I did good. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> Right? You didn't know, like, the person who's supposed to play the piccolo trumpet was ill. Right. And so you're like, well, I'll do it. <laughs> yep. And they said they're like, uh, they're like, oh, do you think you'll be able to do this? And never touched a piccolo trumpet before in my life. Never played... <laughs> the first the first trumpet part for the Hallelujah chorus and i looked her in the eye and said well i sure can because <laughs> it was a paying gig and i was just like i might as well yeah so uh yeah i did good awesome why is music do you think important for young people either for yourself or for your journey so far what you look forward to sharing for the future yeah so it's like i said a creative outlet mm-hmm. you know their art can take many forms you know People have their different mediums, whether it be like actually like painting or, um, you know, sculpting, things like that. And uh, music is just another way for people to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, it's something that like I think that anyone can really do, you know, like um, anyone, anyone can paint, you know. Like, sure. Um, but like, you know, it, it, it's fun to be able to be good at something and like take pride in something you do. And like you can collaborate with people on different art projects and things like that too but like music is something 
really when you like collaborate on it and like you bring like all these different things together like it can turn out to be something like really really cool Mm -hmm. something that can be done really well and i've just always appreciated that you know being able to sit down um you know for an hour a day and be able to play with you know people who have the same interests as me and um like music and like to kind of just be part of something bigger Mm -hmm. i guess you know i i said that i don't want to be part of the performance track um and i and i don't um so it's really fun to be able to play your individual role mm-hmm. and not be in the spotlight necessarily yeah um but you're still you your own individual you have your own playing style you know you play to the best ability that you can um and then it all just comes together into something else and you don't feel like you're on the spot um, you know, you have a confidence when you're sitting with 60 other people who are mm-hmm. also doing the same thing you're doing. Um, and it's just a good feeling. And, you know, and, um, I, I did have, a um, the opportunity to be able to conduct, um, in high school. Um, I, oh, yeah. um, my senior year, I was our student conductor for our, um, top choir mm-hmm. at Darby. And, uh, um, so I got to choose a song. For that year um and um work you know with the choir on it like the rehearsals were mine i could do whatever i wanted um and i just worked it up to the product that i wanted it to be and i was able to conduct that at our final concert and it was just a lot of fun um you know it creates memories and like that was one of the things too where like it wasn't really like teaching teaching but it kind of gave me like a dip yeah. into like what that world would be like and i i did enjoy it and and that was when I had absolutely no experience and no idea what I was doing. Um, and, and, you know, now that I've had two years as an education major, I've learned these instruments. Oh, yeah, I had to take piano classes, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I took th- three semesters of piano. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, um, yeah. So, I mean, it's just um, it's fun to be able to not only be good at something, mm-hmm. but to collaborate with something and then be able to be like, I can still share this with people, you know, and like guide people through that. And I mean, I don't expect all my students will be like, I'm going to go into music now, but at least hopefully be like something where like, well, you know, I'm going to be an engineer or an accountant or like things like that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, like I would still like for music to be part of my life. Like maybe I'll sing in a community chorus or play in a community band or something, or at least want to contribute to the arts you mm-hmm. know like whether or not they're like you know i'm an adult now like i'm gonna go see our symphony or mm-hmm. um our band boosters are doing uh like a where you ask for money what's that <laughs> called F- fundraising? A fundraiser yeah <laughs> um and then they want to donate you know things yeah. like that so whether it be they choose to go into music mm-hmm. or they choose to support um the arts through like local um orchestras or things like that or if they choose to like just pay it forward and be like i had a good experience in high school with music and i want other people to have that too and they want to donate or like do something nice for the band or choir orchestra whatever it may be yeah it's all about the future (laughs) it really is and that's a that's a beautiful point because a lot of the folks that you know i went to high school with um most like some did go on to a professional musical career. Some went on to teaching, but for the most part, it was just like a really enriching thing to do at the time. You know, you got to travel, got to learn a, this language, got to be a part of this group. Like it's, 
and I mean, like I like I remember Roland Tondo. I don't remember what phrase I threw out there that I haven't thought of in years, but it's still in there, and it's a nice way to connect to music because I once upon a time used to play music uh, in this particular with an instrument instead of singing, and so. Yeah, I'm very excited for your future, Will. I think you're going to be an amazing teacher. You already play beautifully, and you explained stuff really well for the questions that I had. Will brought his mouthpiece uh, because what? It, how does it go? Yeah, so um, one of the things um, in my lessons, we have lessons every week. Mm-hmm. Um, if we can't play something um, or we just don't do something very well, our lesson teacher is like, well, can you sing it? Um and then if we can sing, he's like, okay, well, can you buzz it on your mouthpiece? Um, and then he's like, okay, and now play it. And theoretically, if you can do if you can do the first two steps, you should be able to play it. So uh-huh. he'll have us sing our music. Um, and then the, he always says the um, trumpet um, is just like an amplifier in your mouthpiece is your microphone. Oh. Um, so it's just like singing into this. And then the trumpet is just what makes it louder. So you should be able to make play all your music just on your mouthpiece and then you just add your trumpet and it just creates a louder sound Huh? is basically what his theory is. Yeah. Um, so we do a lot of singing in our, okay. in our lessons um, and then we'll play on our mouthpiece and then we'll play on our trumpet. And he always says, don't change a thing. As soon as you put your mouthpiece in, he's just like, you did it. Now don't change a thing. But what about your fingers? Well, meh. Okay. Minor details. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so, well, do you do you want to play something on your mouthpiece? Um, like, I have no songs to play, but I can toot toot on it. <laughs> Let's toot toot. Okay. Okay. <laughs> mm. Perfect. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> that was a that was a very fancy. <laughs> It's like a snail. It just played a, a little bit. In yeah. Here. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you for playing with me, Will, and chatting with me. Thank you. And, um, you know, you're such a musical guy. Let's go ahead and still do musical arm farts because I, I feel lost without it. You just blow on your arm. Okay. Whatever. Loose embouchure. Just okay. let it be, be a tuba about it. Okay. And... <laughs> We perfect. Made perfect. We made eye contact. We knew when to end. Awesome. Thank you, Will. I love you. Love you too. Okay, bye.